Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it is May 7th, it's 2019, and we have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, brother from another mother, the bearded brother, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, not too bad. I mean, lost a small amount of money today, but it was more about just exporting the wrong lineups into the wrong contests. Everyone has those days every once in a while where they accidentally misclick a big lineup and it ends up ends up crushing your ROI for the day where it should have been profitable, but ends up a small loss. But overall, not too bad. I mean... It's another day with baseball. The Warriors game was fantastic tonight. I can't, I can't complain too much. Yeah, this uh, Western Conference games, they've been awesome. Um, like, they've been great. They've been fun to watch. They're just all around great. So now that the Magic are out, like, I, I, you know, I obviously I don't really care that much, you know, with the Magic out. But, you know, just as a fan of the sport, just kind of watching them, it's fun to watch. So. Um, I did not lose money today. It's going to be a decent day for me. Um, cash game's kind of holding me up. Committing to playing Matt Carpenter on both sides kind of helped out. And, um, yeah, you know, it was a really good NASCAR day. So, can't really complain. Ready to break down. We've got 13 games. If you guys haven't checked our sponsor, make sure you head on over and check them out. It is fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Rotor Grinders links. That way, if we run any cool promos with Fantasy Draft, you get access to them. You also get access to Fantasy Draft Premium on Rotor Grinders for three months when you sign up through the links. So if you haven't already, check them out. Uh, Grant, let's get started. We're not going to do the two early games until they put them on the main slate. It's kind of nice not having to talk about the Yankees or play the Yankees every day. Uh, they can keep playing at 630 if they want. That doesn't hurt my feelings. Yeah, no, it's not like the Cleveland situation. Was it last year where every single time you wanted an extra ace on the slate and well now I can't play Carrasco now I can't play Kluber now I can't play this guy I'm I'm fine with not playing the Yanks. All right, um, we get started with Tex- Texas at Pittsburgh. Um, Adrian Sampson against Stephen Brought. Um, is this his first start of the season? I know he's been working out of the bullpen with them. But I think this – I'm pretty sure this is his first start. Um, yeah, he's starting for Jameis and Tyon. So, you know, he, he did pitch 74 pitches out of the bullpen. So we'll have to see how it works out. But he is a little bit of a favorite here at 137. Any interest in Adri- Adrian Sampson? No, no, just not going to go there. I mean, Pittsburgh's not really a team I want to attack. I mean, he gets a good ballpark, but Sampson is not a good pitcher. Yeah, and Stephen Brault on the other side. I, I, I like. Think... I was gonna say I like lefties against Texas, but not him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I don't think there's any real reason to use Brault. There's some decently priced pitchers on today's slate, so you don't have to go. Don't have to go too far down. I mean, you could realistically play him, but I think you're better off paying up a few G's for the other guys. All right, let's talk bats here. Uh, what's standing out to you for Texas? I mean, not a whole lot going up against a lefty. There's no one that really stands out. I mean, Andres is fine, but it's playing being played over in Pittsburgh. The weather is not great there. It's going to be 69, but that's not really hot enough for me to really want to go with any of these bats going up against an all right pitcher. They only have a 3.73 implied total, and no one in the starting lineup has an ISO over 200 versus lefties outside of Mazzara here. So I, I, I think... Unless I just happen to land on one of them as a one-off because of the price, I'm probably just going to full-on fade him. Yeah, I think Joey Gallo is a good um, tournament one-off play. He has a 333 ISO against lefties since the start of last season. His strikeout rate is about 40%. Um, so you're obviously going to be very boomer bust here with Gallo. Um, and if he makes contact uh, against anybody you know, with his launch angle and everything – you always have the upside. So if, if Gal is in the lineup here, he's a guy that I would look at. And then on the Pittsburgh side of things, you know, Samson's really struggle with righties. Um, what's standing out to you for Pittsburgh? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a big enough sample size for me to really say that, oh, I only want to play righties against him. Realistically, I'm probably fine with playing either side and just hoping that, or assuming that's a variance thing and that Samson is just bad overall. Um, so I'm fine with either side of the plate here. I think the first guy I'd go with is Polanco, falls slowly by Marte. Um, but Frazier, Bell, Reynolds, like all the guys that can hit a decent amount of power going up against a guy that gives up a hardy 40% hard hit rate uh, is completely fine because he doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys. And this Pittsburgh lineup has a whole lot of low strikeout bats, so the ball's going to be put in play the entire game here. Um, real chance for upside here, even in a bad ballpark. So I, I think the stacks in play, but if I was looking at one-offs, it would probably be Blanco and Marte for me. Yeah, I wanted to mention Brian Reynolds, too. Um, he's another guy, you know, he's under 4K. He's hit the ball really well um, since getting called up. He's 15 for 37, batting over 400. Small sample, but, you know, everything that we saw from him, he's a little bit better from the left side of the plate. So I, I do like him in this matchup. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I necessarily want to stack Pittsburgh here, but their implied total definitely suggests that they're going to score some runs here. It's just more of ballpark than anything else. But I don't mind taking a few Pittsburgh bats here, using it as one-offs. However you want to approach Pittsburgh, they're in a good spot. Boston at Baltimore. Hector Velasquez against David Hess. Um, any interest here in Velasquez? Nope. Uh, any interest in David Hess? Absolutely not. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. We know that Velasquez, uh, for for whatever reason, just doesn't pitch deep into games. So we're going to get the bullpen after using the bullpen quite a bit yesterday. Boston let everybody down, Grant, on Monday. What are we doing here? Are we going right back to the well? I, th I think you have to. I mean, Means is a bad pitcher, um, but Hess is just downright horrible and like, I know that he's been all right at times, but the guy just gives up a bunch of fly balls, a decent amount of hard contact, doesn't strike out guys, like walks guys at a slightly above average clip. Pretty much everything that leads to fantasy production and it's being played over in Baltimore, obviously, which does not help with a fly ball pitcher. Hopefully their ownership will be a little bit down considering what happened yesterday, but I mean, it's pretty much all systems go with pretty much every single Boston bats. You start off with Betts and Martinez, but Benintendi, Bogarts, Devers, Chavez, Moreland, if he's in the lineup, Bradley. I, I don't think there's a single bat that you want to fade there. And it's being, on the, it's being played on the road, so you're going to get nine full innings. So going with the guys at the bottom of the lineup is not a terrible idea. I'd say Moreland's my favorite GPP play if he gets that lower lineup spot near the bottom there because... Going up against Hess, who gives up more hard contact to the left side than he does to the right in a much higher ISO. Like, Moreland's the guy I really want to go with in tournaments, and Devers is not far behind, but everyone, everyone in this lineup is in play. Yeah, I like Devers against low strikeout, high fly ball, hard contact guys. Uh, he's certainly somebody I like. Like, uh, you know, I, I love all the Red Sox here. Um, I, I think they're a top stack on the slate. Obviously, we have cores. Um, you know, that's going to definitely factor in to how you build your lineups today. But the Red Sox are in a really good spot. And with it being kind of cold in cores and, you know, potentially having some weather, like the Red Sox might not get as much ownership as they should. So, yeah, I love the Red Sox here. Um, is there anybody on Baltimore that you'd play here? I mean, Velasquez is not very good, but he doesn't really give up a whole lot of hard contact or fly balls is the problem. I can see a Detroit or a Baltimore stack being in play. Mancini is pretty much always in play. Um, but Velasquez is just not a very good pitcher, but not terrible at giving up fantasy points to opposing teams. And Davis, for his price tag, I'll always end up taking a shot on him because if he hits the ball, square then he can leave the yard um and people still don't play him that much except for when he's super cheap and they just need high or low price bats for pit for high price pitching um but yeah like it, it, there's nothing that stands out to me outside outside of price savings yeah boston used the bullpen quite a bit on monday and we know velasca is not going to go deep here so don't mind maybe getting a little bit of um, Baltimore bats, you know, VR and Mancini probably my favorite with Smith being right there. And like you said, Davis is always a guy that's a little interesting um, just for his home run upside. Yeah. 
Um, we got the Twins and the Blue Jays, eight and a half total. Jose Barrios against Aaron Sanchez. Barrios, a 148 favorite. Um, interest here in Barrios. I'm in a little bit. The price makes me off him a bit. I mean, I think I'd rather go up for Strasburg. Oh, it, it, it's kind of tough at the very top on pitching today. Barrios, Syndergaard, Strasburg are all very much in play, but. Like I guess Barrios realistically does have the best matchup here going up against Toronto with a whole bunch of K's going up against righties. I don't know if I'm going to the top, but Barrios, like he, he's just in play. I'm not going to go out of my way to roster him. I don't think he does have the upside, but he hasn't really shown it a whole lot this season outside of his first start. Toronto's a team that can get beat up, but I, I don't know. I don't. I'll, I'll have some shares of Barrios, but. Like I said, I'm not going on my way to roster him here. Yeah, I think you made a good point, too. I don't know necessarily if this is a day that I'm going to go all the way up here. Um, I don't love the matchup for Strasburg. Kind of the same red flag as I talked about yesterday with Scherzer. We'll talk about that when we get there. But Berrios is a really good play here, upside-wise, because he could strike out 10 guys in this game. Like The upside is massive. We just saw Martin Perez um, absolutely dominate this Blue Jays lineup on Monday. I think Barrios is definitely in play today. It's just more price type of thing. Um, I do think I like Barrios more than I like Strasburg. And I think the argument is really strong for Syndergaard and Barrios um, trying to decide who you want um, as your as your top guy in the in that price range. I don't even know if they're my top guys today. I like I like the nine nine K range a lot today, and I think there's some really good play in the eight K range as well. So talk about that when we get there. Um, any interest in Aaron Sanchez here? I don't think so. I mean, he's got decent numbers this year, I believe, from an ERA standpoint, but he's he's not pitching great this year. I mean, he's walking a lot of guys. He will limit home runs, um, but I, I don't think I can play him. Like, realistically, I'm not expecting him to keep playing decently here. He is cheap at 7.2K, but I, I just... I, I, he's not going to keep his three ERA, and Minnesota is a very tough team. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned the three R ERA. Anytime you see like a massive gap between ERA, xFIP, and Sierra, it, it's certainly something that should concern you. The xFIP is pushing like five point two, five point three on the season, five point two since the start of last season. Low strikeout guy, a guy that struggles with command. Does typically get some ground balls, but it's I don't think it's gonna really matter here. We get a lot of guys that can get the ball up in the air. So I'm gonna pass on Aaron Sanchez. And I, I like some of these Minnesota bats. They're rolling right now. I really think like Kepler, Polanco, Cruz, Rosario, Crone are all in play. Um, you know, Jason Castro was huge for me on Monday. If he's back in there, like I really like the top of this Minnesota lineup. Yeah, I don't hate him. I just don't think I want to use him as one-offs. Like with Sanchez, you're kind of hoping that he walks a lot of guys and gets just beat up um, by Babbitt. You're not really expecting a huge amount of home runs. So searching for these, searching for a one-off with like Blanco, Cruz, or Rosario, or Crone is not the greatest thing in the world versus Sanchez. But I really do like the the stack here. I mean, guys are going to be on base. It's just whether they end up getting hit in. And if they do, then... This could turn into a bad bullpen arm game very quickly if Sanchez gets a little bit out of control here. So I'm not looking at anyone in particular as one-off, but for a stack, Cruz, Rosario, Blanco, Kepler, um, and Crone are all fantastic plays. And then just throwing in anyone else if you don't want to use one of those guys and want to go a little bit off the board. Um, but they do have a 4.6 implied team total right now, and I think that's about right here. Yeah, I like the maybe a three-man stack on the back end of another stack or four-on-four on, four on FanDuel. Like, that's probably where I would use Minnesota. I don't know. Like you said, pinpointing the one-offs are always tough. Like, my my favorite one-off here would probably be Rosario just because he has the highest fly ball rate against lefties and he still he has the power and stuff. So, or against righties, sorry. Um, any interest in any of the Toronto bets? No, just no. <laughs> I mean, Barrios is good. This is play, being played in Toronto, but I'm just not a big fan of this Toronto lineup normally. But going up against an ace pitcher makes it just an easy cross-off for me. Yeah, the only guy that I have interest in is probably Vlad Guerrero Jr. Like, it's just more of a price thing. Like, he, the hype is gone. 
the price has come way down. Um, that he's like the only guy that I think I would take a shot on here. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind. I mean, Andrew Rowdy's just because dude can dude can hit the ball. Dude rakes. <laughs> I'm wearing I'm wearing a Vogelbach shirt right now. Like those guys, oh, like are they like the same guys? Oh, dude, Vogelbach's <laughs> like my favorite player. Like it's just a thing though. Like Arizona at Tampa, Taylor Clark against what seems to be. It's going to be an opener, and then Jalen Beeks. Um, <laughs> I, 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 dude, I know I say it all the time, but I absolutely hate this um, opener thing. It drives me absolutely insane. Um, Taylor Clark, um, this will not. This will be his first start, but it's not his first like outing in the majors. Um, any interest here in Taylor Clark? No, none whatsoever. The guy profiles is probably going to be just an average to below average pitcher from the get-go i don't see anything with him that really stands off the page i mean he has multiple different pitches but i don't think he's really got great stuff he may be a good pitcher in the future but i don't think he's really major league ready now and an inexperienced pitcher is not going against tampa is not a good spot at all so zero interest in clark here yeah, like he doesn't prospect. Uh, he prospects more as a bullpen guy. So I was actually shocked when I was doing research on him earlier today, and like he's starting. I was like, all right, but you know, his stuff is just not is not going to be good in the stop spot against a, a red hot Tampa offense. You know, eight point one percent swinging strike rate with a strikeout rate under sixteen percent in AAA this season. It's gone down since last year. Like he just he doesn't project as having the stuff to really like put a hitter away in triple A. Like so I'm gonna pass on Taylor Clark and I actually like the Rays again today. I know I liked him yesterday and um you know kind of going right back to the well. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play this whole Jalen Beeks, um, whoever it might be type role um for Tampa today. I'm just there's a lot of pitchers that I like on the slate. And I just don't see myself rolling it out today. You know my feelings on Tampa Bay relief pitchers. They're dead to me until I decide to make the same bad decisions a month from now when Trinos is in a good spot. Yeah, but they let him start the other day. That would be great if they just let him start. Like, never going to really play Jalen Beeks outside of really good matchups anyway. And, like, I know Snell just dominated this team. But, like, Jalen Beeks is, like, 7,100. He doesn't profile as like this amazing like pitcher or anything. So he was a good prospect with the Red Sox. It just it just hasn't paid off. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, he's the one really long relief guy that I have zero interest in pretty much every time, anyways. Yep. Um, as far as Arizona, it really depends on like what lineup Arizona rolls out. Do they roll out a lineup to face the righty, or do they roll out the lineup to face the lefty? They have all those lefties at the top of the order. I really don't have interest in the Arizona bats, but if they get some of those righties in there, knowing that it's probably going to be a long reliever type game, then like I could see maybe looking at some of these guys, but like it might just be a situation. I just stay away from outside of maybe like kettle Marte and Escobar, the switch hitters that it really doesn't matter. Yeah, I can see that. I'm, I'm probably just full on fading. I mean, I'm, this isn't a great ballpark for him. Um, Beeks is not a great reliever, but I mean, having Stanek in there at the beginning, likely two innings with him is not going to be great. And then Beeks, and then if the game's close, which there's a decent chance it is, then they're not going to get great bullpen arms. I'd, I'm probably just staying away from Arizona. All right, let's talk Tampa bats. Grant, let's just keep let's just keep loading them up. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I still don't understand why people aren't just stacking them up every single day. And this is a perfect spot. And I mean, I'm sure they're going to be have a little bit of ownership considering they put up 10 runs yesterday or 12 runs. I can't even remember. It was a lot. Um, and they still probably won't get enough ownership because of Coors on the slate and because of Boston. Uh, Tampa Bay might be my favorite stack on the entire slate for tournaments here. And there's a lot of good one-off bats here. I mean, Clark, just not a big strikeout guy. So throwing low in there at the top is not a bad idea. Choi is obviously a great play. Low, the other low, um, is always too cheap. Garcia, Kiermaier, Zunino is probably one of my favorite catcher plays. And over on Fantasy Draft, I really like throwing him in my lineup every time because the dude has power and he's not facing a good strikeout guy. 
So this is my favorite stack, and the guys I would start with are the three guys at the top, Choi, Fam, and Low. Yep, Lau and Low. Both them in play. Um, you can play them both on Fantasy Draft, uh, both first basemen. So stacking them up, uh, Angels in Detroit. We got Griffin Canning against Daniel Norris. Nine total. Um, Canning a one thirty six favorite. You know, really went into depth last time Canning started. Um, very talented prospect. Um. Any interest here in Canning? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. Um, I mean, I'm obviously a little bit worried about how long his leash is going to be. I think in that last start he had, he only went, what, 80 pitches? I'm expecting. He went 82, but, like, they let him start that inning, and, like, he just got into trouble, and they pulled him. I watched that start. All right, yeah, that, that was kind of following along, but I didn't really – I forgot to look into it a little bit more and figure out if it was just because it was getting – uh, hit around a little bit, but the dude's got fantastic stuff. I mean, you see that he gave up three earned runs, and people are going to see the ERA, but his XFIP is 2.73. Um, he's got a great, great K rate right now. He's going up against a not very good Detroit team. Canning's my favorite arm on the entire slate, and he's kind of the reason why I don't really have a huge amount of interest in playing Strauss, Barrios, or Syndergaard. Um, it's because he's just so much cheaper. And then there's another guy that I really want to play that might be might be out of it because of rain issues, in which case it makes me look at the top. But Cannon's my favorite on the slate. Can's probably the guy I'm going with in cash. Canning's probably going to be my favorite guy in tournaments. It's just a perfect spot for a great prospect. Yeah, in cash, I'll probably end up playing like two 9K guys that we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. But I do like this spot a lot for Canning. I wish he was a little cheaper, like, I get it. Anytime you have a, a you know a top prospect, you know obviously they're going to get a lot of love. But when you look at Detroit against sliders, there's a high high amount of whiff rates on this team, and like this kid's slider is legit. So the uh, up the upside is very high here uh, for Griffin Canning, and you know we'll have to kind of see. Like obviously he wants to go out and have a better start than he did the first time. Um, he'd like to stay in this rotation, if I had to guess. So. I see a lot of upside here. I see a lot of strikeouts in this Tigers lineup. Tigers have been hitting the ball a little bit better, you know, from the start of the season till now. Um, so as bad as they started the season off, they have gotten better. They got bats in that lineup that can hit, but they also have a lot of strikeouts. So I like Canning. Um, more tournament play for me, but I understand your love for him here. Um, Daniel Norris. I, he's just not very good. Like I like lefties against the angels. They don't hit left-handed pitching very well outside of trout, but Daniel Norris is just not that good. Like there's just not a lot of strikeout upside here. Yeah. Yeah. No interest in Norris here. Like I might, I, I take a flyer on him against a team like the white Sox, and I have, um, but going up against a team that's not that great or that doesn't strike out a huge clip, like the angels versus lefties. But it doesn't look like there would be anyways. Um, I just don't think that I don't I don't think it's a great idea to roll with Norris here. Yeah, you know, obviously like Trout's one of the best plays on the entire slate. Um anytime he faces the lefty, he's very much in play. And now like he's on the road, probably gonna hit second like he usually does, and you know, like that fourth at bat is very realistic, and like even a fifth at bat might be possible here. So um, like Trout a lot. Otani might be back. You know, they th there was a report that came out today that he flew to Detroit, and they were gonna they they pretty much approved him to return to action. They just want to see how he's feeling after flying out there or something like that. And it's more like, hey, you're facing a lefty today. Do you want another day off? Or you know, which Otani would be interesting. But like Trout's the main play here for me. Like I don't really have a lot of interest. Maybe Simmons as sh at shortstop, a position that's not very loaded. Uh, that's kind of it. Yeah, yeah, Trout's the only one-off guy. Um, I have a four point set, four point eight implied team total, so I'd be all right with a stack here. But um, really, it's 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 Trout is the only guy that I'm actually looking at. Everything else is just expecting Norris to completely fall apart, which he can do. Yeah, like there's just not a lot to like. Like I don't ever play Fletcher; he just doesn't have a ton of upside. I just. Like even Lucroy today, there's there's a bunch of good catchers that I like. Like, I uh, just it's past for me. Um, anybody on Detroit that you like here? No, no. I mean, maybe I'm just way too high on Canning, but uh, just no. I mean, you can take one off on Cassianos and Cabrera, but I in no way am going to. 
Yeah, the only guy that stands out to me is Nico Goodrum. It, it's a very small sample, but he's hit sliders very well. He either strikes out or hits them for power. So he'd be the one guy that I would play as a one-off here. But again, I'm, I'm with you. I like Canning a lot. Uh, Washington at Milwaukee, Steven Strasburg, Freddie Peralta, eight total pick'em game. And like this happened yesterday with Scherzer, and I was like, you know, Grant, I, I just I faded Scherzer yesterday. The line just kind of really stood out to me. I pulled up the line today, and now it's a straight, it's a pick'em game again. Like I just don't see myself using Strasburg today. Yeah, I mean, if it weren't for the great eight nine K pitchers, then. I would be on him, but it, it's like it's 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 not a safe spot. I mean, safety isn't really that much of a thing anymore uh, with the balls being juiced. But like in Milwaukee, all those lefties going up against Strasburg, who can get beat up a little bit more by lefties than he does righties. Um, low strikeout guys, high walk guys, like Strasburg can really get into trouble here. He's still in play for tournaments just because the upside is always there, but. I yeah, I think I'd rather roll with the eight and nine K pitchers today just because like there's too many ways this could go terribly wrong with Strauss. Yeah, and the thing about it too is like Max still I think he scored over twenty five fantasy points. So it's not like he had a bad day by any means. It's just the line is super concerning to me and it just it just worries me. It's just not it's just not it's just not the spot that I wanna play Strasbourg in. I worry about the this lineup. It's a really good lineup and um Freddie Peralta on the other side, I have zero interest in him. I, I know, like, this is a rundown Washington lineup. Soto's out. Adams is out. Very, very right-handed heavy. Maybe you can make the argument 251 Woba, 134 ISO, 29% strikeout rate against righty since the start of last season. But massive fly ball guy that gives up a ton of hard contact. So, like, maybe this is a spot he goes out and gets, like, six or seven Ks and gives up a couple home runs. Um, but I don't know if that's good enough on the slate. I guess, like, the more I talked through it, like the more like he might be a little bit more interesting than I had originally thought. I mean, Freddy Peralta, it's gonna go one way or the other, and his price tag makes me interested. He's in there for tournaments like Washington. This is a rundown lineup here. I mean, depending on who's actually in it, you have to wait and see who they throw in there. But Peralta just his upside's there for every single slate, and his price tag is good enough where like you can you can realistically play him and just hope for a decent outing here, but we know that he's probably going to end up with what five points or under five points or over thirty um, are the two possible outcomes being played in Milwaukee. So it makes it a little bit tougher, but he's in play for tournament. Just know that that lineup might be dead two innings into this game. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Check the lineup. See what the lineup looks like. You know, if it's an interesting lineup where you got some strikeouts, take advantage of it. Um, any interest in the Washington Bats? I mean, against Peralta, Stack's always in play. It's being played in Milwaukee. Stack's always very much in play. Again, look at what lineup ends up coming out tomorrow, but they they could put up some runs against Peralta or they can get shut down. So I think it's Stack's in play, but there's no bat in particular that I'm really looking at as a one-off. Yeah, it, like it, this lineup could be really, really run down too. Like if Stevenson and um, Taylor are both like hurt as well, so like we could potentially get like a really cheap outfielder um, if both of those guys are out. Like Stevenson is already cheap, so just kind of pay attention um, to this lineup when it comes out. You could get a cheap bat, but yeah, like you said, Peralta's always a guy you can stack against. It's just it's just not a spot that I think I would like. I usually play like three tournament teams every day, and like I don't think I'll end up on a stack here. Rendon's probably my favorite play from Washington. Um, what are we doing here with the Milwaukee bats? Probably nothing. I mean, Yelich is fine as a one-off, but it's not like it was against Strauss or against Scherzer yesterday. Um, Scherzer gives up a lot of bombs. Obviously, power is great against lefties, but Strauss is a little bit less so of that type of guy. Um, so stacks not really in play here. One offs are not great. Uh, I mean, I guess if, if like Shaw's still cheap over on Vandal, you can take a shot on him. But I, I just don't think that I'm going to go with any Milwaukee bats today. So I didn't even realize that Milwaukee's projected to use an opener for this game. <laughs> um, Hauser's supposed to open, and then Peralta's supposed to come in. 
Oh, gosh. Oh, man. This is, <laughs> this is where fantasy sports get fun. First, they, uh, Tate raised it, then the Angels, and now the Brewers are like, why not give Peralta a break from the top four bats in the lineup? Yeah, right. Um, yeah, as far as Milwaukee goes, like, you can play these guys any day. Like, it just, it's a tough spot, but Yelich, Moustakis, Shaw, Thames, Grandal, like, they, they have a ton of power in this lineup. So, it's just not a great spot. Steven Strasburg, a good pitcher. Even if, like, you get a couple home runs here, like, you're probably still not winning with a stack and then trying to pinpoint like where the one-offs come from is just, it just gets tough. Yeah. Philadelphia at St. Louis, Aaron Nola, Dakota Hudson, eight and a half total. Nola, one fourteen favorite thoughts here on Aaron Nola. A little bit too cheap, a little bit too cheap at 9,200. I know that he had a little bit of struggles early on and he hasn't been great at any point, but he's still got the stuff. I mean, the St. Louis lineup isn't really an easy lineup, but Nola is just too cheap considering how good of a actual pitcher he is. And I know he struggled versus lefties quite a bit this year, but realistically we have Wong, we have Carpenter, and that's 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 it in the lineup. He's done great versus righties pretty much all season long. Um, so Noel's one of the guys I'm looking at a lot for tournaments. I still am worried a little bit um, in cash, but he may be in consideration if if Caleb Smith is not possible or if i can't get up to uh one of the other guys in cash yeah i i like this spot um for nola like i don't want to overreact still i have been saying this with him like the fip numbers are really solid for him the x fip is kind of concerning um even in the detroit game last time out he had a 90 percent left on base rate and it kind of helped him out uh, but his Babbitt was like 412 in that game. So, you know, kind of neutralized. The walks are the biggest thing for me. Like, that's how he racked up his pitch count against Detroit, the other, you know, last week. Um, so, like, those are my concerns, but very right handed heavy team. We know how good Nola is against righties. We know how good his curveball is against righties. We know, like, the upside here. And, like you said, the price is very, very um, juicy. So, I like Aaron Nola a lot. Um, I'm kind of with you. I'm waiting to see what happens with the Chicago weather as far as whether I'm not, I'm going to use Caleb Smith or Nola, but um, I have zero interest in Dakota Hudson on the other side of this game. Yeah. Right there with you. Doesn't strike out guys, walks a lot of guys. Philly's a tough team. No reason to use Hudson. Let's talk bats. You pretty much just said, you know, why we should be looking at these bats, Harper Hoskins, um, really good spots for those two guys. Yeah. But I mean, this, Philly team has got great bats all the way up and down. Hoskins, obviously my favorite because I'm me. Um, but Hudson has not been great versus the lefties pretty much since the beginning of last year in this smallish sample size. He's been horrible. So Harper, uh, Oduble, both very much in play here. And I don't mind rounding it out with guys like McCutcheon, Segura, Real Muto. Like, this is a great stack spot here. I don't know. Do we have a line? Yeah, we have a line for it. And they're only projected it. 4.3 runs, but it's going to be 77 degrees over there in St. Louis. I really like this Philly stack, and obviously I'm just starting with uh, with Hoskins, and I'll probably probably end up using him for cash, depending on what his price is. I can't remember off the top it's of my head. It's insanely high. Um, but I do think you start your cash lineup today with Bryce Harper, uh, for what it's worth. Like, 4500 for Bryce Harper is just it's just a little too cheap. Yeah, that is definitely too cheap there. Going to, yeah, yeah, no, Harper is one of the best plays for cash. Yeah, like Hoskins is 54 and Harper's 45. Um, and I we mean, know Dakota Hudson's like struggles against lefties and like they're on the road. Harper's probably going to get four at bats, if not more. Like this is a good spot to play Harper at 4,500. I mean, Hoskins still cheaper than Trout and he's the better hitter. Um, any interest? <laughs> The St. Louis side of things. Um, Ignored. <laughs> uh, Carpenter. Um, just because Carpenter is a lefty and Nola has not been great versus lefties and Carpenter is just way, way too darn cheap again. Um, 3,800. He's a guy that I'll look at a lot. But outside of him, I'm not going to play Goldschmidt. I may stack up St. Louis once in case Nola is just broken right now but 
Um, it's really just Carpenter is the only guy, just a great batter going up against Noel, who's really struggled versus lefties this year. Yeah, and like, man, I played Carpenter in cash on Monday, and like, there's another argument to be made. He's 3,800. He was really cheap on Fandle, too. And even though Noel is good, like, everybody gets down on Carpenter every year. He starts the season slow every year. And then all of a sudden, Matt Carpenter starts hitting again, and like, he's starting to hit the ball well. Like, just play Matt Carpenter. Like, it, you know, it's just a, it's a really good spot for him. Ground ball pitcher, fly ball hitter, uh, good spot for good spot for Carpenter. But I don't like any of these other guys. Like, Carpenter is really the only guy. You can always play Goldie, but, like, I, I still don't think I'd play Goldie in this spot either. Yeah, and, I mean, like, one thing you guys got to realize is St. Louis organization is a heck of a lot smarter than us, and they're still batting Carpenter a leadoff. They know something. They know Carpenter still got it, so just play him. They know he's good. Miami at Chicago taking on the Cubs. We got Caleb Smith, John Lester, the battle of the lefties. This is the game that I'm kind of concerned about weather as far as pitching goes, but we're supposed to get winds blowing in 12 miles an hour. Grant at in this game's going to be in the mid forties at first pitch. Like if there was ever a time to play, you know, a pitcher, this would be a, a time. Um, I like both these pitchers. Let's talk get Caleb Smith first. I mean, Caleb Smith is one of the highest swinging strike rates in the league. This kid is very good. The upside is massive. The weather is on his side. If the weather is going to be all right, he's right there with Canning for me. Is one of my favorite plays on the entire day here. I mean, this kid is just good, and with the weather completely in his favor. I mean, you look at his last four starts, he's had 25 in every single one of them, and he hasn't been playing that easy of teams i mean cleveland and philly twice in washington this kid is super good and i know it's not being played over miami but with these weather conditions honestly it's it's not much worse than playing in miami you know obviously you got to worry about javi and and bryant um you know even Contreras, but there's some really big strikeouts here in this lineup too and like you know even like even those guys like with the even with smith being a fly ball guy like if he's going to get the advantage of the wind blowing in and it being really cold, like, you know, balls that like barely go out are warning track shots when the wind's blowing in at Wrigley. So, um, I like Caleb Smith. He's one of my favorite pitchers on the slate, depending on the weather. Hopefully the weather's fine. Uh, let's talk John Lester. We look at this Miami lineup and this Miami lineup is bad. I, I know John Lester's not great. Like he was before, but it's really hard to, argue with John Lester just going out here and throwing like seven, you know, really solid innings. Um, he's only allowed one earned run over his last three starts. And, you know, he faced Seattle and the Dodgers in the, in the, in that span. I mean, my problem is guys like Prado and Rojas who just, they're not good. They're, I mean, Prado has a 0.048 ISO and a 274 Woba, but he's, Struck out 1.5% of the time since the beginning of last year versus lefties here. Uh, this Miami team doesn't strike out a huge amount versus lefties. I, it, I guess it's just the bottom half of the lineup. It's There's upside simply because he can pitch a complete game shutout if these weather conditions are what I think they're going to be, and it doesn't look like there's dangerous. So I have some interest in Lester. Just, I, I, I think I'd rather go with guys like McHugh, guys like uh, Canning, who are a little bit cheaper or just slightly more expensive with Nolan and Smith. I don't know if Lester will make it into too many of my laps, but if it weren't for those guys around him, he'd definitely be very much in my consideration. Just, I don't think I want to use him here. Yeah. I, I like Lester more on Fandle than I do on DraftKings. If that makes any sense, he's 8,500 on Fandle. I think that, I, I think the quality start is really very, very doable here for him. Um, you know, obviously the win is is certainly something you got to kind of worry about facing Caleb Smith, but um, I, I like this spot for Lester. I, I don't love him. I don't think he has a ton of upside. I just think he's. I don't. I hate using the word safe in baseball because it just it's not a word we should use in baseball. But he's one of the better safer options on the slate. Um, and and like those guys at the top, just pitch to contact on those guys and get quick outs like. Just save your pitch count against those guys. They're not going to strike out. Yeah. Um. Any bats on the Miami side that you like here? I don't think I want any bats from this entire game if this weather is what it is. I mean, 
I'll, I'll just save you time on my analysis. It's Bryant or it's Baez. And that's kind of assuming that there might be a mid-innings delay where Smith gets uh, taken out of the game early. But at, at, with this weather, it's not something I thought. It, fading it has worked out way better than me for me than actually playing any bats. Yep, gonna have to keep, see what Kevin Roth says. Obviously, that's the most you know important thing when it comes to this. So, if he if he says that the rain's gonna hold off towards the end and we're not gonna have to worry about it, then I have zero interest in the bats in this game. Like you said, like you can always play Brian or Baez against lefties, but like Kayla Smith hasn't been your typical lefty. The kid's good, got a lot of good stuff. Uh, Kansas City at Houston. Danny Duffy, Colin McHugh, eight and a half total. McHugh is a two twenty-five favorite here against Duffy. Um, and, and Garrett Cole was a massive favorite yesterday, and I think he ended up losing, right? Or did they? They came back and won because the offense. But like Cole didn't have his best stuff. Um, any interest here in Duffy? Um, no, just no. That's gonna be a hard pass. Um, for me as well. I don't like Duffy here. And then as far as McHugh goes, like he has some upside, you know, assuming that they roll out their normal lineup, there's going to be three lefties plus Billy Hamilton. Um, you know, he strikes out enough where he he doesn't bother me, but enough upside here that Colin McHugh's in play. Yeah, no, very much. Uh, and it, it's mostly a price play at 8,200. That's just too cheap. And he hasn't been like, you look at his numbers, he hasn't been bad this year. He had one bad outing in Texas, and I believe that there was really good hitting weather that day. I could be wrong. Um, and he had one bad outing against Minnesota. But outside of that, he's been stellar, much better than a $8,200 pitcher. And this Kansas City lineup it really is not that good, and they strike out at a decent clip. Uh, I am who is right up there with Caleb Smith and Canning for me today. Really, really like him. We'll use him quite a bit um, just because I don't think people are going to go with him that much because of ownership or because of what he did in his last outing, what he did two outings ago. So McHugh, absolutely fantastic. High 20s, low 30s K rate guy, realistically, is what he should end up at. Got great stuff. And he's going up against a Kansas City team with a whole bunch of high strikeout uh, batters in there. So. McHugh is is one of my favorite pitchers on the slate. It's not going to surprise me surprise me if I end up going Canning and McHugh in cash tomorrow. Um, let's talk bats. Any interest in the Kansas City bats? No, just no. I mean, McHugh, outside of one blow up there, he really hasn't had many. And I know they just did what they did against Cole yesterday, but and that happens sometimes. I'm I'm, I'm fading the KC bats outside of maybe one off on Dozier just because of his power. Yeah, and like you can always make an argument to play Mondesi, but when you're looking at this team against sliders, which McHugh uses a lot against righties, um, you know the righties here struggle quite a bit. So, um, as far as Houston goes, um, they were a team that I, I stacked on Monday, and I'll probably stack them again. Grant, like Danny Duffy, doesn't scare me. He's a low strikeout guy, gives up a ton of hard contact with a ton of fly balls um, against righties, and. It just seems like a spot we go right back to the well on these righties. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love Houston today. Um, Duffy, like, he, he has been good at times in the last few years. Um, but we only have a two-game sample size of him this year. He's probably going to be around an average 20% K rate guy here. And this Houston team doesn't strike out a lot already, at least in the top six of the lineup here. Um yeah, he's he's not great versus right. He gives up a lot of high, hard contact. He gives up a lot of fly balls, and a little bit of it is his saving grace is going in KC and pitching there. Um, so I love the Houston stack today. I mean, they're going to get a little bit lost in the fold with Coors and with Boston. So they're they're a team that I'm really looking at quite a bit. Obviously, start off with the main guys: Springer, Altuve, Bregman, Correa. Um, but don't mind Giriel. Don't mind White. This team is going to destroy Duffy here, and Casey does not have a great bullpen. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, the bullpen's really bad. Like, this is the day that I want, like, I really want, like, Brantley to get the day off and, like, move everybody up a spot, like Gary Ellen White, uh, because they're really cheap, like, 3,600 and 3,700. Like, both of those guys uh, very much in play um, against Duffy here. 
Uh, all these guys really in play. Like I, I like all these guys. Brantley's probably my least favorite. You know, his price is really expensive and it's tough to fit him in. And it's a lefty lefty matchup. And even when Duffy's been bad, he's been, you know, good enough against lefties that I'll pass. Uh, San Francisco at Colorado, 10 and a half total. Madison Bumgarner against Antonio Sensatella. Um, almost a pick em game here. And this is a game that we're going to have to really rely on Kevin Roth um, to see what the weather looks like. Um, any interest in either one of these pitchers? No. Yeah, I don't have interest either, even Bumgarner. Uh, let's talk bats here. You know, the Giants going from Cincinnati to Coors. My my thing here with the Giants is they're not a very good fastball hitting team, and that's what Sensatella throws a ton. I think we can get away with being careful with our exposure to the Giants, but they're still Grant, they're really cheap for being a team going into Coors. Yeah, no, and I mean it's Coors. Anything can happen, and I mean I love Brandon Belt. I'll use Brandon Belt regardless over there in Coors. Um, but like Posey, forty five hundred belt, as I already said, forty four hundred here. Like not many bats in this lineup that are actually over four K playing in cores against a pitcher with a four and a half XFIP since the beginning of last year that only strikes out guys at a seventeen, sixteen percent K rate that gives up a decent amount of hard contact. I know there's a bit of a ground ball guy and there's not a huge amount of power in this lineup. But some of these bats have actually been hitting for a decent amount of power. And a lot of their ISO numbers and a lot of their um, numbers are basically just because he, they play over in San Francisco for half the year here. So I'm fine with Panic if he's leading off, even if he's not leading off. They're all cheap. Duggar, Posey, Belt, Sandoval, even Crawford or Pilar I'm fine with. Um, I don't like them as hitters, but they're cheap enough where it's fine. Like You can stack this up every which way here. And like the pricing is going to keep them with a little bit of ownership, but people don't want to play San Francisco regardless of where they're at here. So I really, really like the San Francisco stack, even though they're not a great team, their prices make it uh, not a bad decision, but you start off with belt. Absolutely. Yeah. Belt, my favorite Crawford, probably my next favorite just because it's shortstop and he's cheap and it's in cores. Um, if Duggar and panic are at the top, I obviously like those guys. Um, the other side of this game, Colorado, Story and Arenado. Um, really the two guys that I have interest in. Chris Ionetta at catcher, I don't mind him um, if you have the salary to pay up for him. But like it, in cash games, it's going to be really hard not to play Saravelli in cash today at 3K um, facing Sampson. So I don't really see myself paying up at catcher today. But I will say like Ionetta at 3,900 is very much in play against the lefty. Yeah, Story and Arenado, very clearly the best guys to go with. And Bumgarner. He, he gives up a, a lot of hard contact, which you can get away with playing in San Fran for most of his games. Um, but like, still throws a sinker a decent amount, still throws a curveball a decent amount. Those aren't really going to react great in Coors here. And his cutter, I guess he's going to be tossing that a lot. And like, honestly, I don't hate any of the righties here. And if you want to round out a stack, throwing in Blackman or Dahl is not the worst idea in the world. but Story and Arenado are two guys that you want to try and fit in your cash team. And big reason why I'm going to probably use Canning and McHugh in cash today is because it allows me to fit both Arenado and Story in my lineup in all likelihood. So, yeah, look at these two guys for cash, obviously. And tournaments, you can stack up this Colorado team pretty, pretty darn well. All right, moving on. We got Cincinnati heading to Oakland. Tyler Molly against Mike Fires, eight and a half total. Fires a one twenty four favorite. Was it you or was it Bobby that was on Molly in the on the short slate last podcast? Was it you? Uh, I think that was. I think that was Bobby. All right, I'm gonna have to give him a shout out because like whoever it was, one of you two, and if you don't remember it, it must have been Bobby. And like he's just like, yeah, it's a small slate. Like it was like a three or four game early slate and like there wasn't a ton of pitching. He's like, just play Tyler Molly and get the discount. And Molly put up 20.9 and it was just a really good call. And couldn't remember who it was. Um, don't think I will go back to the well here with Tyler Molly. Yeah, it is being played in Oakland, but I mean, Molly's a decent enough pitcher this year. He strikes out a little bit of guys, but Oakland's a very good team. They're very patient. Like Molly, I'm expecting to be a little bit more like he was back in 2018. 
Oakland's a ballpark that suppresses strikeouts. There's just a lot more flyouts there. And this Oakland team's not really one I want to target that much. I don't see upside here. His price tag of 7K isn't worth going with, considering all the guys in the 8K range. I'm, I'm not going with Bali. All right. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I don't like him here. I just don't like the upside. Uh, Mike Fires. I'm going to pass on him, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not a, not a bad idea. I, I, you, you just fade Fires, and you're fine. Like, he may not give up a whole lot of runs over in Oakland, um, but he's not going to have a huge amount of upside. It's a perfect ballpark for him, as I say every time, but he's he's not that great of a fantasy pitcher. Yeah, I'm just looking at the strikeout stuff and like swinging strike rate under nine percent, strikeout rate around nineteen percent. Um, I just don't see a ton of upside, and there's just not a lot of strikeouts in the Cincinnati lineup in general. Uh, they're not a team that typically strikes strikes out a lot. Um, any interest in the Cincinnati bats here in Oakland? Uh, probably not. I mean, any one of them are fine as a one-off, but just because Fires can give up a bomb or two. But playing over in Oakland is generally a spot that I I fade the visiting team, especially when it's going to be 58 degrees there. I, I don't think there's anyone I'm looking at in particular, and I'm not I'm not tasting all that Dietrich power that he has. Gosh. Dude, I love Nick Senzel. Um, this kid's just mashing. You know, he obviously switching ballparks here, but – like just looking at like his exit velocity and stuff since he's been called up and like the balls that he's hit, he's hit really hard. And like his CX Woba is like ridiculously high. Um, I, I really like him. He's 4,200. I know this is not the greatest ballpark, but I, I think this is a multi-hit game for him. And he's just been raking. Like he's kind of, he's kind of making Vlad look bad a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Vlad's also making him look bad a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I I like the spot for Zenzel. Um, if you want to ride the Dietrich hot train, I don't hate it. Um, really just going to depend on ownership on him, but Zenzel is my favorite play from the Reds today. Um, Oakland bats, anything standing out to you here? I mean, Molly is gives up a decent amount of hard contact, but unless they're going against a low, real low strikeout guy that gives up a lot of hard contact, I, I generally don't this Oakland team nearly as much in Oakland. Yeah, Chris Davis, um, Olsen. Like, those are my favorite plays here. Uh, Olsen's back, right? I believe he's going to Or coming, like, I think he's going to be activated today. Um, so, it, obviously, it's his yeah. first game back, but, like, he, he went on a rehab stint. So, like, Olsen. Matt Olsen will be talked about on this podcast a lot, Grant. A lot. Oh, you... <laughs> You know how much I love him. Get ready for like, oh man, the the three man stack when Oakland's on the road again is just is, is glorious with Chapman, Davis, and Olson. Get ready for that all the time. Oh yeah, you know you know me. You know that was my bread and butter last year. <laughs> made us some made us some buckies. Uh, Mets, Padres, seven and a half total. Noah Syndergaard against Qual Cal Quantrill. Um, Syndergaard only a one thirty seven favorite here, which I think is a mistake. Um, especially coming off of one of his best games in a long time. It was really good to see him just go out and be Thor um, and, and just have the game. Let's talk Syndergaard first. Very, very right-handed heavy offense. And even like throughout his struggles, like he's still just been absolute dominant against right-handed batters. Yeah. And I mean, he, he was a pretty decent actor in, in the end game. If you haven't seen it already, you probably should. No um, spoilers. I haven't seen oh, it yet. Oh, gosh. What is wrong with you? My They've wife is catching up on all the other movies, and she wants to go see it together. So I am patiently, and I say this in the nicest way, patiently waiting for my wife. You're 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 a darn good husband. You know I that? don't know about that, but I'll, I'll I'll just say, like, I'm patiently waiting. Patiently waiting, Grant. Look, any any husband that's willing to sacrifice waiting two weeks before seeing in game is considered a good husband, no matter what. I agree. Um, um, <laughs> back to Syndergaard. He like the more I think about it, the more I think I like Syndergaard more than Barrios, just given the ballpark. Yeah, the ballpark, and I mean this this Padres lineup does have some power, um, but they still strike out a decent enough rate here. 
Yeah, I think I'd go Thor over Barrios, but I still don't know if it's enough to get me off of guys. Like I, I'm, I'm gonna go in more in the mid range, but if I have the money to pay for a guy, it's probably gonna be center guard. Um, and especially if Caleb Smith is not viable because of the weather, then center guard definitely becomes more in play. This is, he's just a great pitcher, gets a decent amount of ground balls, strikes out a bunch of guys, and is coming off his best start. So he's my preferred payup right now. Yeah, I might use, like, the more I think about it, the more I think I might use Smith in tournaments and just play, like, a Syndergaard McHugh um, cash team. Like, I think that makes a lot of sense today, and I kind of like it. So, like, the, the more I think about it, the more I might go that route. Um, but I, I still love Caleb Smith for tournaments, but just an amazing spot for Syndergaard. Um, Quantrill, on the other hand, this guy didn't even he didn't project to be a good pitcher in the AAA. Like I just don't know why he's up and like this is a spot we we're just gonna take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't it's want... hard to take advantage of it because there's not a lot to love. But like I, I like the Cano price. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Mets. Um, just in general, the team I prefer if it was in a better ballpark. It's obviously better than uh, City. And their prices aren't great, but Cano, obviously, his price is good. Um, but Alonzo, Conforto, like the lefties here, he it's not a big sample size. Quantrill has been terrible versus lefties since only 18. But looking at his stuff, um, he's probably not going to be a big um, reverse splits guy. He's probably just going to be a normal splits guy. He does have a decent changeup, but none of his pitches are really that great. So I will happily use Nimmo, Conforto, Cano, McNeil, Alonzo, and even Ramos just because of the catcher eligibility or Frazier. Like, there's some power here, and I know they haven't been great lately, and they just absolutely got destroyed by what's his paddock today. But I'll stack up this Mets team, and Cano is the one guy that I really want to use as a one-off just because of his price. Paddock's legit, folks. I'm just telling you. Like, we, that game. Legit, we just didn't know that this quickly he would have this kind of outing. Yeah, like, you know, we knew he was really good, like you said. But, like, he really hasn't been blown up, like, this season either. Like, he he projects as an ace, and he's kind of showing us why. Cano, um, my favorite bat here. Conforto right up there, but like I'm not going to go out of my way to stack the Mets. I'll use them more as one-offs. Um, Cano's an interesting pivot off of Panic. They're in the same price range um, if you want to take the better hitter and not the ballpark. Um, I have zero interest in the San Diego Bats. I know they could get to Syndergaard and like he, he might give up a home run or two here, but I, I'm just not going to risk, risk it. I, I'm just going to take the pitcher. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not going with any Padres. All right, last game on the slate. Atlanta at LA taking on the Dodgers. Max Freed against Ryu. Um, Ryu, um, no total in this one. Grant, I'm going to tell you right now, Max Freed is one of my favorite tournament plays on the slate. I don't think he'll have any type of ownership. The kid is super legit, and this team, while they are really good against right-handed pitching – they struggle with lefties and like the upside here is just massive. Yeah, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. Well, about hey, it. listen, I'm worried. Don't get me wrong, but I, I love the upside. Yeah, there is definitely upside. It's all about if he ends up walking a bunch of guys. Cause I know they're not really great at putting up a whole bunch of runs versus versus lefties, but like they all walk at it plus 10% clip. I think Bellinger's the lowest at 9% walk rate versus lefties here. So, I mean, even though they are much worse against the lefties, I, I had a little bit of trouble going with him. If it wasn't for Canning and McHugh being on the slate, it's slightly cheaper. Or with if Caleb Smith is in there, I could see it. I'm not going there. I understand your logic. And this guy can just mow through anyone. The guy's got great stuff, but I, I don't. I don't want to play anyone versus the Dodgers pretty much ever. Listen, I don't like playing pitchers against the Dodgers too. So for me to say like, he's one of my favorite pitchers on the slate, obviously tells people a lot. Um, he's just, he's super legit. And like over the last couple starts is like his control and his command look great. And if he can carry that into this start, 
on the road, which obviously hurts a little bit, but um ton of downside. Like uh, obviously he could go out and get shelled, but I like the upside and I don't mind taking risk. Uh do you have any interest in Ryu? Not at his price. I mean, you mentioned before the podcast. Um pitcher lefties against Atlanta is not really the best thing in the world. I don't want to pay nine eight for him when I have Caleb Smith for three hundred cheaper and Cindergard for three hundred more expensive. Again, I'm going more with a mid range, but this is not a great spot. Just a slightly below average strikeout team, or slightly above average, however you look at it. Uh, Atlanta is not a great team at striking out versus lefties, and they walk at a high clip. They have a lot of power. They're just a great overall team here, so I have no interest in you. Yeah, I, I like Ryu this season. Like we're we're getting a hundred pitches. They're letting him pitch pitch deep into games. The strikeout stuff. Like he has um, twenty five strikeouts over his last three games, which is like twenty point two innings. So, like I, I like what we're seeing prospects wise of Ryu this season. I just don't like the spot, and I'm not going to run out and stack Atlanta in this spot. But I like. I don't really like a batter from this game. I, you know, obviously you can make an argument for Albies, Acuna, Donaldson, Kiki Hernandez, Justin Turner, but like both of these pitchers are really good. I wouldn't be shocked if we see like a, a seven total here in, in this game when it opens. Yeah, I, 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 I'd expect a seven and a half at least. Thinking that, yeah, I, I just don't see it getting up to like eight, eight and a half. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by eight, but I think likely it's likely going to be seven and a half. I mean, we'll see in the morning, I guess. But I mean, the one batter I really like here is Justin Turner, just because his price tag going against the lefty. It's that simple. He's thirty seven hundred. He's going against the lefty. He's the guy that I want to use here. Yeah, fair enough. Um, anything else? No. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Um, Let's see. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Oh, gosh. Well, I guess the only answer is Frey Peralta, but he'll either get six or more strikeouts or six or more runs in the first inning. <laughs> yeah, like, obviously, like, this this range today, like, live in the 8K range. Um, I don't like any of these guys. Um, on slates like this, I feel like we got to change the game up a little bit and maybe you know what, if you down. want, I, I'll, I'll give you eight and a half is the line. I'll be, yeah, but like we, we know, like Canning and McHugh are the guys. I'm looking for a guy under 8k, I'm just trying to figure out who it is. Like, realistically, the answer should probably be Bumgarner, but he's pitching in cores, but like he's probably the answer here, right? I mean, Molly might be your best bet. Yeah, like obviously, if that lineup is Oakland, you know, Molly's probably right up there too. I'm going to take Bum. I'm going to take Bum Gardner to get seven or more strikeouts or six or more strikeouts. Um, Over 8K to score under 15 points. Who's your fade up top today? Oh, gosh. That one is also kind of tough there. Um, I'm I'm going with Freed just because he may. Oh, the downside is massive. Yeah. Yeah. Facing Dodgers. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say Steven Strasburg struggles today. That, that was bold. I like it. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna play him, so he's my least favorite out of the top options. Um, I can see why people play him. I'm just not going to over 4k to hit a home run. Who's your expensive home run today? Um, the best batter in the league, Hoskins. Yep, <laughs> yeah, I figured that's who you're talking about. Yeah, most of the time I say out of necessity. This is a really great spot for him, though. Yep. Um, you know what? I'm going to take somebody from that game, too. I'm going to go Harper. That's not a bad decision, either. I just like the price on Harper today. I know I'm going to have a ton of him, so I'm going to will him to a good good day. Um, under 4K to get two hits, excluding cores. Who do you got? Uh, Turner. Justin Turner. Man, you're really going after my boy here. I mean, I, I literally just just Turner. Turner crushes lefties, and he's super cheap. Um, I'm gonna go back to a game we talked about, like right at the beginning. I'm gonna say Brian Reynolds um, gets two hits today at 3,900. I like it. 
Um, last one. Give me a stack to score six or more runs. Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's what I said yesterday. I like it. Um, well, they scored double that yesterday. I know. They, they made me look good. Um, oh, man, there's so many good spots today. I'm just trying to find one. Like, I like to pick a, a team that's a little under the radar. And, oh, man, I'm going to say, I don't know how they're necessarily going to get there, but I like the stack the more I think about it. I'm going to take the Twins. I mean, they're going to get there by getting walked 10 times. <laughs> walked a couple times, home run. Walked a couple times, home run. Um, but, yeah, I like the Twins. I'm going to have a, a Twinkie stack today, so that's where I'm at. Uh, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, play canning. Play all the canning. Yeah, I like Griffin canning a lot, too. So that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. I hope everyone has an awesome day. No NASCAR race today. We were spoiled yesterday. Got a NASCAR race, got baseball. The NASCAR race today, but it is a Saturday night race this week. I'm excited. Already ready to get going for this week. Uh, that's going to wrap it up. Hope everyone crushes tonight, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow.